0: The NBA and Major League Baseball self-boycotts and the transferring college athlete trend begins. Time to sideline the agenda. And welcome to Sideline the Agenda, sports podcast done right. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris, canceled conference college athletes, head for open pastures. And we've got Fairfield coming up. But today, obviously, we are amid a pandemic. But no, it's not the coronavirus. Instead, we have an epidemic of ignorance running rampant across this country. Outrage mobs, knee-jerk react, responding like pre-programmed bots to whatever the latest controversy is. We've heard LeBron James say black people are literally being hunted and need to be afraid and live in fear. We have also seen numerous calls for people to get angry and protest and demand justice. Anger and fear are vicious combinations, emotions that fog the mind and throw critical thinking and common sense entirely out the window. This is not by accident. The media continually fans the flames. Emotion and blind outrage never solve problems but exacerbate them. It seems that's the goal. Controlled chaos. So we'd like to invite these outrage mobsters to get off the emotional roller coaster. Use your brain. Give logic and reason a chance. Think before you react. Try doing some research before spouting off. Sideline your emotions. So we're gonna move on to our main topic. All three NBA playoff games scheduled for Wednesday were postponed with players around the league choosing to boycott in a statement against racial injustice. And today we saw several uh, Major League Baseball games as well canceled. The Cincinnati Reds yesterday uh, against the Brewers, who were playing in Milwaukee, Seattle Mariners, and the San Diego Padres, as well as the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the San Francisco Giants called off their games uh, yesterday as well. Kenny Smith walked out off the set on TNT inside the NBA, uh, showing his solidarity to the NBA players, and the Lakers and Clippers were among the minority of teams that are pushing to end this season. LeBron James said in the meeting he wants the team owners to be more involved and take action. No word if boycotting athletes plan to boycott their paychecks as well. And just another side note, James has an estimated worth of $450 million. That's plenty, plenty of money to make a difference. So, fellas, uh, what do you guys think? What do you make
1: of what is
0: happening and what we're seeing in sports today?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the pandemic of ignorance is, is totally right here yeah so uh, they're boycott they're saying that they're they're doing it to draw attention to, to you know make everyone aware of what's going on as if you know everyone's living under a rock or something and we have no idea what's going on in the world Maybe you know we're not like you guys we actually pay attention to what's going on in the world we actually can uh, use our brain and, and do re- research you guys just are out there uh, <laughs> saying we need to draw attention so we're gonna boycott we're not going to be on the court. Uh, what does that really solve uh, I encourage you guys when you're not out there practicing when you when you're sidelining yourself mm-hmm. when you're boycotting your, yourself uh, you're canceling yourself how about you guys do some research look into what's going on so you guys are protesting this this latest controversy uh, one of, of several it seems like the media just pumps them out like out of a factory or something of a a man that once again is a is a criminal uh, over several cases um domestic violence sexual abuse and what happens again this guy fights the cops again how many times we see this it's, the, it's like it's the same script stop fighting cops like the, i thought everybody knew this growing up like what are the things that you don't do when you're in any kind of uh any type of interaction with the police you keep it to yes, sir, no, sir. You comply with their requests. When you start going against them, that's when they have to use some force. When you start fighting them, what do you think is going to happen? If you try, start trying to reach for their weapons, like only a, a complete moron would do something like this. Try to reach for their weapons. and Or another cardinal, cardinal rule here is uh, don't go reaching in your vehicle, especially if they can't see what you're going for. You're just asking to get shot all these situations, I mean, you can just go down the list after list after list, criminal after criminal after criminal. They're not just rolling up on people down this the street for no reason and just ganging up on them and shooting them. This is complete, utter, ridiculous nonsense. And half of the, the people in America are like, what's going on here? Why are you guys getting so angry about these types of situations that keep happening when all you have to do is just take a couple minutes to look into the situation and see that this person was clearly in the wrong. And you know, the police officers have to protect themselves. It's, it's ironic, but it's no coincidence that the exact same day that this Blake scenario happened, uh, we had police officers roll up on a site where there was a attempted burglary or or, a current burglary going on. They roll up to the vehicle, one guy's walking up to the vehicle i believe this was in massachusetts uh walking up to the vehicle and another guy comes out from around the front of the vehicle and just open fires immediately on the police officer shooting three cops luckily i think most of them survived it the cops have their lives in their hands at every second and they need to protect themselves because you never know what is there these people are going to be reaching for and the reports came out that he had a knife so It's just like the media will put out this 20 second clip just to get the people riled up just to play on the emotions like we said in the opening statement anger and fear lebron is telling you to live in fear oh we're terrified we're all scared no you're not you're lying dude you live in your palace you live around a whole bunch of white people you don't live in no hood or anything like that you're worth 450 million at least nike signed a blind a a blank check to you you're probably closer to a billion dollars you don't live any kind of normal life like anyone else in this world everything's been given to you since you've been in middle school and you're out here trying to lecture us. You're a moron, dude. You're a lying, you're playing on the emotions of all these people, just like the media does. They give you that 20 second clip to get you riled up and what do you do, you go out and you burn the town down? How about, no, you look into the situation, maybe you gotta wait a couple days for the full video to come out because then you see in the video that he was fighting the officers, they attempted to tase him, they they attempted to use uh, non-deadly force, it didn't work. He walks around to his vehicle, goes reaching in there, they gotta protect themselves, man. This is just is just common sense. One oh one. That's what happens when you when you let your your anger cloud your judgment. Use your brain. Actually, calm down. Look into things. Use use some uh, some some cool, calm, collected, critical thinking. That clearly you didn't get taught in school. LeBron, you didn't even go to school, man. So these athletes, they're they're complete detached from reality. They're they're entitled idiots i mean let's 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 be blunt here um you know th- that's why people have had enough most people have had enough of this whole blm movement <laughs> you know how many times do we see the media go up there and say oh mostly peaceful protests," but uh you know it's it's we've got bunch of flames and buildings on fire in the background Yeah, buildings are burning
0: down in the background (laughs) how many
1: lives are going to get ruined because of this you guys got blood on your hands lebron and the media you keep stoking these flames literally and people are out there having their lives ruined people are getting killed in some cases in several cases more than the cops ever have done these last several years just just oh man it's just it's ridiculous the rampant ignorance and and it's the agenda that we've been pointing out here for several week, weeks. It's tried to make everything as bad as possible, and then they want to tell you to go out there and vote. Who do you think they they want you to vote for, huh? Yeah, who's the agenda really for? It's to put the leftists in charge, and to to tear down any kind of uh, you know moral structure that this company was that this country uh, was founded on and stands for. It's it's just. It's, it's beyond any kind of excuse at this point. It's It's gone beyond any kind of, yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous, man. As well, as am at a loss for words for for most of this nonsense.
0: Yeah, LeBron James is not working with the Los Angeles Dodgers to open up Dodger Stadium for voting for everybody to go vote for Trump. Yeah. I mean, come on, we all know this. Like, yeah. there's obviously an agenda afoot here, and this has everything to do with the election. It seems like Absolutely. it has everything to do every, to, to make everything miserable as possible.
1: Yep. Yeah, if it's not already overly obvious to everyone out there, these sports leagues are now complete just launch pads of social propaganda that they are another extension of the Democratic Party. They're in lockstep with the, the media, with big tech, you know, all the, the Twitters, the Facebooks, Instagrams, it's, it's, it's all... In an effort to get Trump out, they want the power by any means necessary, man. This is, I, I this think they want the power, too.
0: I think like when it comes to athletes, I just don't think that they're smart enough to even consider it power. I think that they're just completely into the clicks. They're in cl- completely into the likes, the affirmation that they get via the Twitter verse. Yeah. Uh, that's why they regurgitate the same sentiments. There's zero yeah. diversity of thought amongst them. And those that may have diversity of thought tend not to say anything, because they know that they'll just get mobbed out, right? Like they'll just get piled on by everybody, silenced, maybe lose their job. I mean, there's tons of people in that situation right now, and fear's a real thing when it comes to livelihood, especially in these questionable times. And it just seems that everybody just can't leave well enough alone, like like we just wanna wallow in our own filth at the moment. You know, we've had this pandemic. We've had these issues, and I the thing I struggle with most is is that you know the sports has always been kind of that arena where people could come together from all various socioeconomic uh, backgrounds, um, gender, skin color, all that kind of stuff. You, you and and people could come under one tent and and come find common purpose to root for a team or whatever your team is. And there's obviously been a massive attack to divide the country and to leverage sports to help um, to help push that split forward to to really uh, uh, speed up the process. And I just I, 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 honestly I could you know they, they they canceled their playoff games. I could care less. I mean, I'm not really watching the NBA that much anymore now anyways, but even still baseball players canceling their games. Okay. What, whatever, you know, um, my issue is who are they punishing? What is this for? Is this for justice? Just the ethereal justice in the air. Okay. Justice for, you know, police brutality, wanting to stop that. So we're not going to play our game. Okay. So who are you punishing? the only conclusion I can come to is you're punishing the American people. That's me. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't, you know, aspire to, 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 uh, uh, hold anybody down based off of their skin color or their gender or anything. I, I believe in equal opportunity for every individual. I was like, so who are they punishing? Kevin, who are they punishing?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would just like to point out that, hey, NBA, please boycott long enough so Damian Lillard can heal up his knee, come back and beat LeBron James and the Lakers in the playoffs. That's maybe, what I want to see. Maybe that's the real agenda afoot here. This is
0: all Damian Lillard.
2: <laughs> I need I need the NBA I to like continue that. their boycott. Honestly, guys, I'm who is watching at this point? They're bullcart. They're bo- they I mean they're boycotting themselves. At the end, you well, ask who they Who 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 is it? I mean. It's really themselves. No one's really watching this, this crappy propaganda-filled playoffs anyway, to be honest.
0: Oh, that's true. Um, and, and, but but they're, they're boycotting, again, like, I think this is just one big virtue signal amongst them all. They're trying to out-virtue signal each other. Like, that's what's the crazy thing. Like, I was reading today that uh, um, there was a source, uh, Yahoo Sports, that there was a frustration with Milwaukee. The Bucks, the players for for doing the the walkout without talking to the other teams, and apparently it was LeBron James who initially stated he would go with the consensus, but then got angry and stormed out because he wasn't privy to the plan and couldn't have, I suppose, championed or been the face of this. You know, yep. because he, I mean, he is he's reading that book, right? He's reading. He's, he's one Malcolm of the big X. narcissists alive. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. He's playing. He's playing social justice warrior because I don't know. Maybe he's bored in the bubble. But like, again, this has everything to do with clicks and likes and 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 just just forwards from from the YouTube or from the the, the Twitterverse. And and I, I again I go like, what's the goal here? And what is this? Who are we punishing? Just the American people? Just gonna we're just gonna punish the American people because. There's there's active violence or there's you know like this perceived violence. I mean, and again the 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 reality that they profess is just not the truth, and it's it's not founded in facts. It's completely founded in emotion, and you might as well be when you interact with these individuals, you might as well be interacting with a flat earther or something, like because yeah. there's such a massive disconnect that nobody <laughs> yeah. like I, I don't know I, I feel like things are lost like I, I don't even know that we can even reconcile to to be honest
1: like it's it's just i, I don't know am i wrong they're not living in reality whatsoever they're leaving living in a complete propaganda filled uh alternate universe at this point and it, i mean lebron at this point would take any excuse to get out of this tournament because he doesn't want to take another loss his his ego his narcissism his control freak uh personality that he has he, he just can't handle it so there's there's not a surprise whatsoever that he's angry that he wasn't in on the whole you know let's walk off the court and that's why he tried to oh let's one up it let's say we'll just cancel the whole thing <laughs> you, yeah you know that comes straight from lebron he is the one that come up with that With well, <laughs> thing with
2: boycotting and, and and this is why lebron got mad is the the bucks went in and led the nba on um, boycotting but then what had happened it, it seems like they're only gonna boycott one game so lebron is saying why boycott one, one game because really what's the point of boycotting one game guys like what is that i mean okay you skipped out on the game you know it's not really i i didn't lose sleep over it you know and lebron and wants to lead the way with this 450 plus million dollars because he's got the money to be supported to to just boycott the whole season but now these players have that kind of that kind of that financial support to just boycott and just leave there you know because they're at the end of the day you know th- their money's at jeopardy right now you know the big
0: they boycott they're there yeah. i'd be i'd be curious about that because they're there so i i my point is, is i i'm guessing they've all they're all guaranteed money you know it's like because now they're at the playoffs like i think all their initial deals were mm-hmm. for the eight games and so now those that are in the pay- playoffs it's just bonus money now yeah um but know y- I, I just that's what that's the, my main thing I just can't get past is that well even with take the NBA out of it make it Major League Baseball who I mean today we had uh, Marlins and the Mets walk off uh, place a Black Lives Matters T-shirt on a home plate okay like so what like what does this <laughs> do guys like what does this do and then when you hear them actually speak about these issues it's just like oh I'm really frustrated okay congratulations. Yeah. You know, I, I get frustrated about a lot of things. That that doesn't mean I cannot not show up to work. I don't have that luxury, you elite son of a, you know what? Like, like
1: talk about a petulant children, you know, that's, that's what they are. They're, they're, they're kids that never grew up. <laughs> they're, they're, they're little soy boys for the most part. I mean, uh, take Brian Urlacher. I got to give him props for what he said. Uh, you know, Brett Favre. When his dad died, he, he said he threw four touchdowns in the first half. He went out there. He played through adversity because you know he didn't get, hold his his head down, even though you know he's obviously hurting inside. He went out there. He had a job to do, and and he he played one of the best games he ever played. And and now we got guys that are boycotting playing a game in defense of a sexual offender and a criminal and somebody that's fighting cops, it's like. If you guys really want to make a difference and you guys really want to solve these problems, you've got all the money in the world. Go to your local communities, partner with the police, have them come to all the schools in the area and meet with the kids so that you can get that whole like, oh, we're afraid of the cops thing out of the way because there's no reason to be afraid of a cop if you're a law-abiding citizen. Obviously, don't commit crimes, but have them meet with these kids and teach them how to interact with police and you will see because every single one of these situations are avoidable if you just comply i mean it's 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 not that hard people it's 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 not rocket science but these guys are just forwarding an agenda they're not interested in fixing any issues blm is all about division just in its name alone saying that black lives matter automatically you're you're saying what white lives don't matter brown lives don't matter yellow lives don't matter any other color doesn't matter in the name itself, you're excluding all the all these other people. No, it's all lives because there's no other race other than the human race. The whole it, It's just ridiculous. So it's a Marxist organization. They're out for power. The communists, the socialists, they're the ones that have infiltrated and taken over the Democratic Party and all these big tech companies, mega corporations, NBA, MLB, NFL, they're all in on it. They're all f- drinking the Kool-Aid and forwarding this agenda. And they don't care. They will they would rather rule over the the ashes of America than live in a prosperous free country and not have the power. And it's, it's, it's pathetic. It's true. The boycott was definitely,
2: the boycott was definitely planned. Uh, Watching the NBA during that, that slot where the game should have been played. They had all different speakers ready to go. And they seemed like they were speaking about something that was been planned already. They had Isaiah Thomas on there already talking about um, racism and uh social injustice and talking about um voter suppression which is a thing now i I guess (laughs) you know from the last election seemed um not that not this last one with trump but the one before that we never even heard about um the black light uh black um community voter suppression when brock got in so this is a brand new thing that they're also pushing that lebron is obviously opening stadiums to fill for for voters to come in um and even the night before, we had Kenny, um, and where where Doc Rivers blew up after the game, after the Clipper game. You had Kenny uh, talk about this is the thing now. I have to teach my kids how to act, what to do. I, of course, you do. Like m- <laughs> I, I've been taught that. Like, have you? You should have that talk. Like, you should say, hey, this is what you should do. Uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Move slow. Let them know what you're doing before you do it, and obey. Listen to them. And and look at them in their look them in their eyes, like look them in their eyes and have an adult conversation. And that's, what's really about. Oh, well, you're not going to, you nothing's going to happen to you. You got white privilege. Well, if I have white privilege and I'm been taught this, and this is working for me, don't you think that you should kind of like take in part and listen to what is actually working and then (laughs) put that in your own life, you know, because it's obviously working. Even Shaquille Neal was like, well, I taught my kids I've never had a cop pull a gun on me and this is what I told my kids he said the same thing so the if this is taught throughout the community this is an easy fix this gentleman here he obviously didn't do that he had three cops with firearms pulled out on him and he was walking away from him into a car like that's wrong you have to be a a proper adult and act maturely and that's just that's really just the facts. I mean, we can sit here and point fingers. It's not about race, guys. It's never been about race, but this is what they want to push, and they don't want to take responsibility for bad behavior. Two wrongs don't make a right, guys. You know, if you're sitting here and you you have a wrong behavior in the first part, and then you turn around and say, "Well, that cop did this and that." well you you started off with bad behavior and now you're turning around and you're you're now you're expecting the cop to act perfect he has to have perfect behavior and and to look back in hindsight and say he did this and that no his reaction is going to be probably just as bad as your behavior because he's reacting towards your behavior so you're causing it you're causing it and this is what's not being no one talks about this no one wants to sit around well hey you guys i going to I mean, he shouldn't have been shy. I mean, let's, and LeBron makes excuses. Oh, we he could have tackled him. He could have, he could have tased him. If you're a cop, why do I have to put my life in jeopardy to tackle somebody who could very well grab my own gun and shoot me? I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we got to stop making excuses because this is not going to get us anywhere. It's pretty clear to see, but. Hey. Yeah,
1: that just goes back to the ignorance part on, on LeBron's part, his knee-jerk reaction when the media puts out the little 20-second clip of just showing the cops ki- you know shooting the guy. They, they didn't show the whole part right before that where he was fighting the cops. They did try to tackle him. They did try to tase him, and he still got up, went over, and started reaching in his vehicle, and comes out later that he had a knife. Could have been a gun. Could have been anything. Cops don't know that. they got to protect themselves. This is Common Sense 101.
2: John Lemon also interviewed um, the parents of the gentleman. They're God-loving people, and he even interviewed them. and He was trying to pull out, "Oh, what do you think?" and They were just saying, "Hey, I don't, I don't want that. We, he, we would never want to protest in my son's name. Uh, we would never want killings or anybody being hurt in in my son's name."
1: You know, in a in a way, I'm I'm kind of happy that these leagues are are doing the boycott because. Now they're just they're joining all of us. <laughs> You've already had like half the country starting to boycott these leagues because we don't like the stuff that they're pushing. You know, we we want to watch sports. We want to enjoy the game that that we all grew up loving. We want to see that competition, even though it's it's you know produced right now with the crowd noise and we've got all these other restrictions. Is not the game that we truly remembered, but you know we'll put up with it for now but we got to deal with all this other stuff. You know, we're here to escape it. We're here to enjoy the game. And now they're boycotting themselves. They're, they're joining us in the, in the boycott. So it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of ironic, you know, the NFL, they're not even playing yet. And yet they, they've got their, their guys not showing up to practice, uh, boycotting, if you will practice. And, and you've got some coaches and, and, and teams that are all about it. And, and there's others that, don't really like it, you know they're there to do a job and they're they're there to go out there and win games and uh try to put out a good product for their fans because they it's about the fans they're the ones that are giving you guys the money they're the ones that are giving you the attention so if you if you're boycotting to to uh hurt the fans hurt hurt the people you're hurting yourself so it's it's kind of ironic that they're they're out there doing the boycotts joining us and, and a lot of uh, America in those boycotts. And then, I mean, just to complicate things in the NFL, you've got um, the controversy about a lot of those false positives coming out to where they've, you know, they've done thousands of tests, but then we find out that 77 of those tests were, were false, false positives and they had to come back and correct it. We've already seen it with uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, So it's, it's just, it's a big mess, man. It's, it's, it's a big mess. And we're hoping that all this stuff will end soon and we can get back to some kind of normalcy. Um, but it's it just seems like it just keeps getting crazier. The closer we get to November, things keep getting a little more crazy.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon, that's for sure. And it just seems to continually get worse. And how <laughs> how can they continue to up each other? It might just come down to like, like you know like we were saying LeBron James you know is just going to have to call the season and um <laughs> I feel like it feels like MLB's just kind of caught in the middle they don't know if they want to completely go socially woke and or if they want to avoid the issue completely and then NFL my god my heart just sinks for the NFL because I don't know like that's that's I mean I know that we all three really like the NFL and we know that there's a potentially Large social justice woke tidal wave coming our way, you know, oh, yeah. uh, uh, and and it should be interesting to see how they're going to continue to, uh, you know, signal to everybody that they're on the same page, like me too, us too, us too, and then at the same time you're reading all these writings about the NHL and how they're just a bunch of racist white people because they're not, <laughs> they're still playing their games you know, up in Edmonton or Toronto. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: props at. to the NHL, NHL for continuing to play. <laughs> it's like a humongous, like, virtue signal Annie up They keep one, up the Annie on one another. <laughs> I don't know. I'd hate to
0: take the over-under to see if they actually continue. I would imagine that they, they might cut a game here or there or something. Who knows? Because it just seems to be the, uh, the flavor of the week. And I think yeah. that's probably what bothers most people is that it's just – it's, it's just all in the moment. There's no like follow through and there's no like apparent reason. Like why, what's the goal here? You know, like, like it's just some, something out there in the ether. So who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. And hopefully this all, uh, This all ends soon. All right. uh, We'd like to invite you to join the agenda to sideline the agenda uh, by subscribing to our videos on YouTube. You can hit that subscription notification bell and all those good things. And you can also follow us on Twitter at sidelineagenda. And also we are on Instagram and parlor at sideline the agenda. Sideline the agenda sports podcast done right. Moving on to our second topic. Our second topic is a UCLA starting um, offensive tackle Jake Burton transferred to Baylor in hopes of playing this fall. Burton started 23 of the last 24 games, but will head to Texas after the Pac-12 canceled the Bruins season. The NCAA would have to grant waivers for players to be immediately eligible. What they decide to do in Burton's case and others like it will be pretty interesting to observe so uh fellas has the trend of college athletes transferring to conferences that are still open has that
1: trend is it just getting started is is burton one of many yeah this is a another sideline prediction coming true we just called this a couple episodes ago two or three episodes ago we talked about the transferings that are going to be coming that a lot of these players, they don't want to wait till the spring for a number of reasons. One, they want to get out there. They want to play another. If they just so happen to get injured, they've got a lot of time to recover. Whereas if you get that same kind of injury in the spring NFL teams, aren't going to want to try and draft you. So they want to get out there. They want to play. They want to get the NFL scouts looking at them and they, they want to have that option to, to heal up if, if, Something happens, and and they want to try and make it to the next level. We predicted this that there's going to be all kinds of player movement, even if there was possibly be some team movement. Um, so not surprised at all that this is happening. This is probably going to be the first of many. I will not be surprised if the NCAA comes in and blocks it, but it, it should be allowed. These the, the kids they want to play, and you know you got the other conferences like the Big Twelve, SEC, and the uh, ACC. Still out there trying to play ball. So, you know, good for him. And I expect to, to see a lot more of this. Yeah. I, Kevin, what do you think? How do you expect the
0: NCAA to respond? Do you think they're going to allow Burton to play? They're going to cancel it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Cancel culture comes down. And, um,
2: Gentleman's a big dude, 6'6, six, six, senior playing, red shirt. Uh, he's he's ready to go. I mean, why keep him from the plane? I mean, think it's important for him to, you know, get out there somewhere, even yes, in SEC or ACC, um, and he will be the first in the trend. So he'll, there'll be a large number of, of athletes looking to find a team to play. And if they're not able to play in the NCAA, will they go to XFL?
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting because it should, I mean, this is going to be obviously the. the um, the, the example right like it, it's got to be like if they if the ncaa says burton can play at baylor they kind of have to let everybody right yeah like this, is the, this test case yep and so that that should be interesting to see and 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 if if they let him go then then i imagine there will be um, some significant uh, floodgates opening where you're going to see a lot of a lot of these big and and, and pac 12 uh uh, Big 12 players just kind of heading to the SEC and, and the ACC and, and, and trying to get into uh, those those institutions. And, and frankly, you know, it's a
1: lot of good college ball in those areas. It's not a bad move. Uh, well, not at all. Yeah, I mean, if you're a good player and, and you've got the potential to make the pros, then there's no reason why you should be sitting around if they're going to let you transfer to go out there, get on a good team, get some good exposure, have those scouts looking at you and, and try and get a higher draft pick. Because, you know, the higher you go in the draft, the bigger check that's going to come. And all these other guys that are playing in the fall are going to get priority over everyone playing in the spring. And again, the injury issue, especially with football, is always the big cloud hanging over. You get an injury, you're going to need that time to recover. You get it late spring, you can basically kiss your draft goodbye. I mean, at least for that year, you're going to have to try and walk on. Uh, in, a, in a draft tryout, go undrafted or something, and those checks are minuscule compared to getting actually drafted. So there's all kinds of incentive for these guys to try and try and get out, especially if they have got pro potential. And you know it's going to create opportunities for other guys uh, to you know step up and on these teams that are coming you know, try to play in the spring. So again, we predicted this, and I expect to see an avalanche of players with pro potential trying to leave and jump ship if the ncaa allows it so that's that's the the question mark here yeah that is the
0: question because i mean even the ncaa ncaa coming out and saying that they're going to you know um uh, uh key, players will be able to retain their eligibility um yeah. you know through this situation so so i mean maybe that's the is you head somewhere else uh for the fall and if you get injured or don't have a good uh <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got good, a Mulligan. Good
0: showing, a Mulligan. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you could even transfer back uh, to like pac twelve or something right. and play play in the spring.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I mean, can you fault? I mean, you can't fault any player for considering doing this. I mean, it, it just seems like there's strictly upside, unless NCAA steps in and puts puts their foot down and says you can't do that. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Do you What do you? How about you, Kevin? We'll start with you. Uh, you, you already said that you don't think, but like if you were betting man. Like, do you think NCAA says, says no?
2: I think they say no. Um, yeah.
0: Because the PAC 12 commissioner
2: already came out and said that there's a possible spring uh, season that they they you know might pick up. So what are they going to do with these players that are transferring now at a high rate? So I think they're going to say no. I think they're going to keep them there. And then um, if they don't play, if we don't have a season out of those uh, conferences, then they'll save the eligibility for the next year.
0: Yeah, because in theory, like the guy could just—I mean—he's just transferred to Baylor, right? So, like, he'll yeah. just play in the fall. And uh, what Pac-12 does is what Pac-12 does. But I, I suppose they want to to um, hold off a mass exodus because that would be very bad for all the Pac-12 and and the Big and Big Twelve teams. So, Chris, what do you think? If you're a betting man, do you think NCAA is going to let this happen?
1: No, I I don't think so. Um, cause they're going to try and protect those cancel, uh, conferences. They, they are they're trying to let them keep their best players. Cause you know, all the best players are going to be the ones that are trying to leave. Cause they're going to be the only players that will have a shot once they do transfer of actually playing. Cause if you're just some scrub sitting on the bench and you transfer to another big college, what, what difference does that make? You're not going to play. You're not going to make the starting lineup. So it's only going to be the best players. that are going to be able to actually go somewhere and play. Unless there's like a really young guy, like a, a true freshman or something, and he's got a lot of time ahead of him, and he wants to just get established somewhere. But primarily the guys that are going to go play, they're all going to have pro potential. So it's in an effort to try and protect these teams in these conferences and the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, especially in the Big Ten, you got a lot of big schools there. Um, they're going to try and protect them, not let those big names transfer out. Because like, like the Ohio, Ohio State quarterback, he just transferred there. And then like if he could transfer somewhere else and go play I and mean, you think you want to do it, but they not they're not going to like that because they know it's not a good optic. It's not a good look. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely bet that they're going to stop it, but I think it would be great if they didn't, it would be very entertaining. Very interesting. That, that would definitely shake up a lot of these other teams. Maybe you could have a, a team, a dark horse team come out that gets a whole bunch of recruits and all of a sudden they're a big contender out of nowhere. That would be kind of interesting, uh, in this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, it's, it, that would be uh, one, one thing to consider, because it would have to be maybe a case-by-case situation. Like, for instance, we were talking about Iowa Hawkeyes last week and how they had to cut several of their programs from strictly a budgetary standpoint. So if you were playing men's tennis, women's tennis, I think it was also swimming and whatnot, um, you should be able to transfer, period. You should be able to transfer, And then in theory you should be able to transfer to any school like even including a school that is is an open conference i mean what what do you think about that does that kind of like does that complicate things do you think that'll be the exception to the rule you know what i'm saying like is that um because if they say no to burton in theory they should say no to everybody but you do have these circumstances where people should be able to play you know no. um, and 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 I, I realize that uh, uh, you know certain um, departments or are, are, are sports getting shut down from a budgetary standpoint is kind of a different issue to an extent but it's still covid related um I don't know what are you, what are you guys thoughts about w- with that I'm gonna
2: go I'm gonna get this one Chris uh, real quick I think my thoughts or my predictions will be NCAA is gonna root up all the best ones all the best players top five star recruits. And send them all to Notre Dame
0: and <laughs> 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 see a championship out of there. I I are, they gonna have a see- are they even going to have a season? Are they going to have a season? Because I I, 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 was skimming. I this is I shouldn't even say this because I have zero information. But I was skimming some title or that. that I guess that they're still going to be like classes online or something like that. But maybe uh, I think the last Notre I read it program.
1: was it was like a few weeks ago with Notre Dame. The last last I saw about them because obviously they're an independent school is that, yeah, they're able to make moves to where they're able to field some games and, and play a full conference uh, schedule. But, I mean, that was that was a few weeks ago before they cancel, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good prediction. Notre Dame can kind of do what they want <laughs> since they're pretty much independent.
0: Yeah, they're going to play <laughs> Alabama or something in uh the- well, yeah. I guess SEC's still going on, so uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see how that all plays out. But, um, yeah, it should be interesting to see, and it does seem to be like everything else, just day by day. Uh, and, and maybe um, after November and the election, we'll, we'll all collectively get some uh, get some clarity here. All right, uh, moving on to Fair or Foul. This is uh, our hot takes on hot topics in sports. Arizona Cardinals' Buda Baker's, the highest-paid safety in NFL history. Kevin, is this fair or foul? This is foul. I've never heard of this guy before. Is this safety? Free safety? What does he do? This foul. It's so true. I've never heard of him either. <laughs> we were just
1: talking about that before the show. Chris, is this fair or foul? Uh, I'm going to go fair on this one. He, he is a young guy, so not not many people have heard of him because he's on a bad team at, at the Cardinals, at least these last few years. But he's made a couple Pro Bowls. He's young, still on his rookie deal. So the way they're handing out contracts nowadays in the NFL, I'm not too surprised he's got a big contract. Highest safety, uh, paid safety ever. That might be a stretch, but I'm going fair all right well moving on to the nba uh Giannis, uh
0: equality right that's what he's got on his back of the street yeah <laughs> uh wins nba defensive player of the year in landslide vote uh kevin is this fair foul yeah, this is fair
2: He t- he joined a uh, top uh, only only five players have done this in the nba guys and he
0: he just joined that list so lebron's not on that this is fair yeah and and, and he's it's definitely well deserved uh chris what do you think fair foul
1: Yeah, definitely fair. I think the only guy that could be kind of close with Anthony Davis, but uh, body of work, he definitely deserves it. Absolutely fair. Okay, moving on to the UFC, Steve Miochic says he's not so intrigued with a
0: Jon Jones match. Kevin, what do you think? Is this fair or foul? Yeah, this is fair.
2: He's the champ. Jon Jones retired. (laughs) And he wants to step up in, in, a, in a weight division that he hasn't fought anybody in yet. So why does he get a title shot? This fair, guys.
0: Who do you think he should fight instead? Miocic.
2: Yeah. Ingano. He needs <laughs> a. That, that that's a rematch that needs to be needs to be done.
0: Needs to happen. Okay, Chris. What do you think? Uh, fair or foul, Steve Miocic. Not so impressed with John Jones.
1: Yeah, Miocic. He's he's the goat as far as UFC is concerned with heavyweight. So. John Jones, you gotta at least fight a couple fights at heavyweight, prove that you can hang at that class, in order to get a title shot against the goat. So he's totally fair. You gotta do the work. All right, uh, NFL. We've got uh, Chiefs.
0: Andy Reid says he's not changing who he is after the Super Bowl win. I still love cheeseburgers. He said. Kevin, is this fair, foul? Hey, this is fair. You
2: <laughs> eat those cheeseburgers. Whatever keeps the team winning, it's working, and you have a great team this year looking pretty promising for the chiefs um it's only going to fill in you know so many fans at the stands so uh andy reed keep them cheeseburgers coming
0: chris andy reed's love for cheeseburgers is just fair or foul
1: yeah this is fair don't let su- uh, success change you remain who you are stay humble have some class totally fair he loves cheeseburgers you can't fault the man for that you definitely can't fault a man for loving cheeseburgers. All right. Well, thank you for
0: joining Sideline the Agenda, the podcast exposing woke sports culture, both on and off the field of play. Be sure to like and subscribe our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also like us on YouTube as well. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Parler, and Instagram. My name is Scott. That is Kevin. That is Chris. And this is Sideline the Agenda, sports podcast done right.